Hello and welcome to the Power by Rock podcast. We're going to be speaking with Charlie Whittle of the Austin, Texas punk rock band Break Lights today. Break Lights just put out their debut album, Wind Down, after releasing two EPs over the past few years and playing together. It's a really rad album that has an old school pop punk sound. After loving the music and chatting a bit with Charlie, I figured I may as well bring the man on for a full conversation to get the lowdown on the band and see what's going on with Break Lights. That's what I aim to find out right after this. You're listening to the Powered by Rock podcast with your host, Isaac Kuhlman. The Powered by Rock podcast was created to help showcase some of the best rock musicians in the world and to pass on to future generations the rock music that has inspired rock bands around the world for decades. We want listeners to be able to hear great stories and life experiences directly from their favorite artists, as well as dig deeper into music theory and talk rock like no other show you've ever heard. This isn't about looking cool. It's about getting real and having a great time. Without further ado, let's start the show. All right. Hello and welcome to the Power by Rock podcast, everybody. Today I'm happy to bring on Charlie from the punk band Break Lights to talk about their new record, Wind Down, their mini summer tour, and a few other upcoming highlights. So, hey, Charlie, welcome to the show. Hey, man. How are you? Good, good. Glad to have you here. So before we get to some of the other great topics I, I want to bring up today, first I want to ask you kind of about how you guys got together in Break Lights, because I know that you guys didn't just start playing music a couple of years ago or anything. You probably have been in other bands and kind of all came together. So before 2016, what were you guys kind of doing that led to Break Lights becoming a band in itself? Um, so uh, the original Break Lights drummer uh, and I have been playing together for most of our adult lives. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we started playing in, I think, 95 or 96 when I, we were like 14 or 15 years old. Okay. Uh, his name's Tron. Um, he was in the band until about 2018. Um until our new drummer came on, Steve. Um, and then our guitarist, Dan, the guy that, that sings some of the other songs on the album, he's been playing with me since, um, I want to say, about 2008. Uh, we played in another band prior. So, yeah, we, you know, these guys are familiar dudes to me. We've been playing together for a while. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, Austin's not exactly yeah. like one of those towns where, like, nobody plays instruments or anything like I, right. I remember yeah. walking. In, like, I've been to Austin a few times, and pretty much anywhere you go, like in a hotel or a restaurant, you can kind of just tell that there's somebody there that plays music, and they usually have like a special haircut, or they'll have like a mustache or something that makes them on. Yeah, like, that guy's definitely <laughs> in a band, and you know who he is. <laughs> yeah, there's yeah musicians are uh, are everywhere here, but surprisingly hard to find people that you know you click with and you want to play with. Um, yeah for sure you know <laughs> especially as you get older it's kind of like a dating site it's like hey who wants to join my band we're like 40 now <laughs> oh t totally yeah i mean <laughs> well i mean anyone in a band will tell you that it's basically like dating someone so you, you have to get along and click <laughs> yeah <laughs> awesome so you guys kind of started recording seemingly immediately after forming did you guys know that this was kind of like a band that you want to take more seriously or um, was it just something that you'd already been doing with other bands? And this is kind of just the kind of process that you kind of expected because most bands don't start recording for maybe a year or two after kind of starting playing because it's like the first band or, you know, a totally new experience. They might go off in a different direction. Right. Yeah. We, um, you know, honestly, when we started the band, it was supposed to be, let's just have fun with this. Let's not be too serious. Mm -hmm. And that, the first couple of months we, we, we kept saying that. And then, 
and then just immediately kind of changed gears and and we're like let's go record and let's record with the guitars from the descendants so we we went up and recorded with uh stefan egerton um in tulsa i think about four months after we started the band yeah um we actually were brief break lights was briefly a band in 2011 for about a year gotcha and then uh, we didn't we really didn't do anything you know noteworthy and then when january 2016 we started back up and um yeah we had some of the old songs you know that we kind of reworked and then wrote sure. some new stuff and we went and recorded like immediately and um actually you know got pretty serious pretty quickly there um which kind of went went against what we had decided to do <laughs> yeah it was supposed to be just kind of like a fun hobby kind of thing and then yeah we just we were having so much fun so yeah and then i think you guys started you know I th was it i think that you said something in your bio i think you guys actually started your, your next ep or whatever was at the blasting room wasn't it yes yeah the next one we went to the blasting room um yeah. Similar thing, actually. We I remember talking um, with with Tron, my old drummer, um, about where we were going to record next. And I think we were, let's just do something local, just you know whatever studio we can find here, and then just immediately switch gears. <laughs> we're like, why don't we go to the blasting room, <laughs> like 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 top tier studio? Um, but yeah, so we did that, and that that was a blast. I mean, I guess pun yeah. intended, but. <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, it was it was so fun we spent a week up there and recorded um with a guy named chris Beeble and did six songs in about five days i think um, nice. so i'm gonna assume that you might be a, a descendants fan in some way considering oh yeah recorded with yeah. <laughs> everybody from the band basically <laughs> <laughs> yeah no we're huge descendants fans yeah nice very cool and then obviously i think you know when we talk about influences and um you know genre that you're in so you kind, you don't go super super poppy and you don't go super hard you're kind of somewhere in the middle like you got somewhat hard sounding music but then you kind of have somewhat melodic and pop sounding vocals um i like it to kind of to kind of like a mix between alkaline trio and bowling for soup for lack of a better word because it's like something super serious and something not so serious at all and then it's right in the middle <laughs> it's like okay you kind of get a little <laughs> bit of each thing a little bit of sound of each thing it's probably not a great comparison but you know, cause they're such different bands, those two, but for some reason, that's what I hear when I listen to you guys, maybe you can maybe give some of our listeners a little bit more sense of what musical influence you have other than the uh, descendants, obviously, uh, to make sense of what I'm hearing and why it sounds so unique to what I'm, I'm thinking in my brain. Yeah. Um, no, I think you're kind of onto something there. I, personally, like when I've, when I've written songs in my life, I always kind of my two main influences i would say are like old green day and then jawbreaker and okay. i kind of i kind of mold those two um meld those two together and in a lot of the songs i write you know it's got that poppy melodic element but it's also got that sort of deeper uh moodiness to it i yeah. guess yeah um and I don't know. Every time I write, sit down to write a song, I kind of try to capture s something like, you know, from those two bands. Yeah. Um, it's just always been that way. I, I, you know, I grew up, I was, I was 13, 14 in 1994 when the year punk broke, you know? Yeah. Um, so Green Day was a huge, huge influence on me. Um, you know, Dookie and Insomniac. So yeah. I feel like, 
I feel like I still hear that a lot in the songs I write. I like, I can't not write like that. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, just so sure. natural to me. Yeah. I mean, you've been doing at this rate, it's like what now, 27, 28 years that it's been kind of that, that sound. So it's kind of hard to just like, yeah, I'm going to go write a country tune or whatever. Now <laughs> it's like, yeah, I'm going to switch time signatures or whatever. Yeah. And I've played and uh, I've played, uh, we had a, before break lights, we had another band. Um, it's kind of a more leaned, more indie rock, but um the guitarist for for that band you know wrote really indie rock style but when i would write to it it still came out really poppy and green day yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. the two styles mixed actually kind of well yeah um yeah that's just that's how i write man I yeah can't, well, the i can't last, get away last from band it <laughs> I played in, i'm a singer songwriter guitar player by you know m my multiple years of of doing that but when i the last band i played in i played drums and the lead singer was like a like a folksy guy like he wrote kind uh -huh. of jokey jokey songs in a folky kind of format but then i'm like i love punk music i love indie rock but i was like always more drawn to like punk music so when i mm -hmm. sat down on the drums i'd be like playing like this totally upbeat punk you know kind of sound and he's like holy shit this sounds awesome and that sounds like an actual song whereas before it kind of just sounded like a you know singer songwriter performing a song right and he was like blown away he's like this sounds so much better when it's like too would seemingly would be different kind of genres blending together yeah oh that's cool it's a lot of fun and i think some of the best music probably happens that way people from totally different worlds you know kind of combining yeah yeah and it's you know when i when i get into bands i don't ever think like who's the guys that want to play punk music it's like who wants to play music and then you just kind of see if it's a natural fit more than anything yeah yeah that's cool nice so let's talk about the new album because uh you know this this album's freaking awesome you know I, I did a review for it on the site it's called wind down you can see it well there <laughs> it's hard to do that backwards um i think what do you guys call it like 10 new stereo favorites but i mean i would say these are 10 songs that i would consider to be the perfect road trip music i know that doesn't sound like a compliment but in my mind if you're on a road trip and you want to listen to albums like that's where i got all when i was younger that's where i got all my favorite albums by going on road trips and playing them and uh you know i've played, played this already a dozen times or more now and i like the diversity on this album um, i've gone back and listened to all your guys eps and all your singles and um you know there is obviously diversity on this because i think some of it stems from dan the guitar player singing and writing songs for this album for the first time right so can you kind of mm -hmm. talk about how that that dynamic has kind of shifted from just you writing everything to now having two singer songwriters yeah um yeah so we started writing this album i think it was mid to late 2019 yeah. Um, and it, we started it when we started it, you know, it was just another break lights album with me writing and singing everything for the most part. And, and then the pandemic happened and, you know, everyone's worlds were kind of turned upside down, including ours. And I, I became super busy because, you know, my daughter, um, we had her home and, you know, everyone was yeah. home and just all the time. And. I didn't have a ton of time to write, but I still wanted to write and work on stuff. And um, Dan had written a song or two for the past band we were in that I really, really love. And I know he's a great songwriter. Um, so I just asked him, like, would you, you know, would you be interested in writing some songs for this? Um, he already, I think he had already maybe showed me a couple songs that he was kind of demoing yeah. just for himself. And I was like, those are great. And so we just like kind of, decided uh, him and I that he would start kind of singing and writing um, 
you know, with me in the band and which was great for me because I'm just, even if I had time to write, I'm just so slow at writing songs. And the older I get, the slower I get, I feel <laughs> I just, you know, I, it takes me like two months to write a song sometimes. I yeah. just, especially when I get to the lyrics, um, yeah. cause I'm so, I'm so picky about them that I just kind of roll over lyrics in my head until I just can't stand hearing it anymore. Yeah. But yeah, that's kind of how that came to be. I mean, we just, it was mainly the pandemic and plus me just writing slowly. And I just asked him and it worked out great because I, I think his three songs on the record are probably some of the strongest. Yeah. Um, well, I was going to say, I mean, obviously, you know, when, when, when you're young, you have a lot of anger or resentment or whatever. It's like really easy to write music when you're like in that headspace of like, you got something to say, but like, as you get older, you're like more comfortable. You have an income, you have like family. Yeah. It's like, I can't totally. really just go write about like how pissed off I am with the world because it's not so bad now. <laughs> it's like, yeah. It takes a little bit yeah, longer totally. to actually find, find something to write about. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, songs like Aging Well in Illinois are kind of strictly acoustic guitar songs as well, which kind of throws the diversity around a bit too because instead of just having punk in there, you know, you got the, the acoustic guitar songs as well. So mm -hmm. was there any thought about adding other music like those in particular? Did you guys just think, hey, these don't really need any other music? These are strong enough on their own? Yeah, we actually had a conversation um, that we were just, we, we wrote those for kind of segues. Um, sure. They weren't really supposed to be their own separate track. We were actually planning on tacking those on to the ends of um, other songs because they're both really short. Yeah. Um, that, that idea came along before we'd actually written them. So then when we wrote them, I think both of them, especially his, especially Aging Well dance song um, was so strong, you know, that it just needed to be its own track. Yeah. <laughs> and it well, helped us build out. the album comes from, right? So the Wind Down with uh, It kind of came after. So, yeah, I, we had titled the album Wind Down right up front. Um, gotcha. I came up with that because, you know, it just felt, it felt right because we are like in a way, and I mean, we've got a lot of stuff going on right now, but but in a way, you know, we're old dudes and we're winding down. <laughs> you know, this album, you know, it, you know, you know, I don't know that it's our last album, but like, it just kind of felt like it maybe could be, especially during the pandemic. So it's just yeah. kind of like, let's say break lights wind down. Um, yeah. But then after Dan, you know, started working on his acoustic song, he was like, oh, I threw in wind down in there. And I was like, oh, awesome. That's, that's pretty yeah. cool. You know, and so we do the harmony on it to kind of highlight it and, it worked out perfectly, but yeah, that's, that seems like that's a lot of people's favorite song. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's so different obviously because everything else is, you know, driving punk song. And then all of a sudden, like, I think that's the mm -hmm. end of the first side as well of the LP. So like, yeah, ends with that. And it's like, Oh shit. Like that's a totally different way. And it's a great ending for that side of the album. Yeah. Yeah. No, Did you guys have like any, any track listing in your mind when you were doing this? Like it has to kind of be this way. I mean, some people just don't care. They kind of just throw it together. Other people obsess over it. What do you, what's your guys' process oh, on that? Yeah. I fall in the obsessed category for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I obsess about a lot of stuff with the band and yeah, track list. I, I actually write songs for spots on the album. So like I write a song and I'm like, it has to sound this certain way because it has to fill in this spot. I, I like jot down one, two, three, four, five, you know, and oh, I need a track three. What's that going to sound like to me? Um, and that's kind of how I jump into writing it. That's so, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have like a specific set of numbers of songs when you start? Or is it like, because I know like, I think it was like the first like 
four Weezer albums, for example, all had 10 songs on it. And I was like, that's mm-hmm. pretty cool. They just have 10 songs. And I know that Rivers Cuomo, for example, would write hundreds of songs and then distill it down to 10. So I'm like, how did he ever stop at 10? Like he could have put 20 yeah. on there, but I kind of always felt like 10 was a pretty strong number. And that's what you got here. Yeah. I, that's funny that you mentioned Weezer because I actually mentioned <laughs> those first three Weezer albums when I was talking to the guys. I was like, let's do 10. Um, <laughs> and then we cheated a little bit with the acoustic shorter songs. So re- I, looking back, I kind of wish we had written maybe 12. Yeah. Um, well, Pinkerton kinda... ends with Butterfly. So that's only like that's a true. minute yeah. and a half. <laughs> yeah. Every now and then I just feel like it it needs maybe a couple more rockers, but you know, it is what it is. It's done. <laughs> <laughs> well, you always got album number two to look forward to. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it'll be wind up next time. Uh, possibly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So one of my favorite songs on the album is uh, fool me once. Uh, that is one of the songs that Dan wrote. I think it's that mm-hmm. line that's like, I want to be the one to ruin all your fun. That just like, as it's sung, I'm like, that's an awesome line to sing. Like, maybe yeah. I'm just a cynical jerk. But yeah, like when you're in a relationship, <laughs> like, or or something goes bad, you're like, yeah, no, I want revenge. <laughs> yeah. So it's, kind of, it's kind of like a cool yeah. song. Um, now, you guys kind of do write about relationships quite often on the album. Not every song is about relationships in general, about like, you know, falling in love or anything, but... Um, is that a conscious thing or is that just kind of like, because a lot of songs in general, high, high volume of percentage of, of all songs are written about falling in, in and out of love. Yeah. I mean, uh, uh, I can't speak for Dan so much, but, um, I, I don't know. I just write what's coming to me, you know, and I would say that, um, on this album, there's, there's a few songs that are much more personal to me than I usually write. Um, yeah um like deeply personal like there's one about my daughter um and then uh 65 is a song that i was just really feeling as i wrote it um just it's kind of about you know working your life away and um not having any time for your family you know my daughter's very young and i just i feel like sometimes i'm just missing everything and i'm gonna look back one day and and just have memories of standing at my job, you know, and it just, it it sucks sometimes, but you know, it is what it is. We all do it. But, um, so yeah. And then I have a, I have a Illinois about my wife. Um, so yeah, there's some, some pretty personal ones, more personal than usual that, that, you know, that I typically write. And I know that a couple of the Dan songs, like the Fairview, the last song is, is very, very personal to him about his father. Yeah, I was going to say, not everything (laughs) on here is about, you know, uh, a love falling in and out of love relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, obviously, um, you know, with, with uh, Fairview 1991, Dan's talking about, you know, his father leaving his family back when he was young. So did you guys have a conversation? Was he ever like, reluctant to kind of put that out there as like a song that would be on an album or, you know, it's pretty, pretty emotionally uh, heavy track for, for a punk album. It is. Yeah, for sure. That, that song, I've told him a time, time and time again, that that song makes me tear up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, even the demo he sent me made me tear up quite a few times listening to it. Um, yeah. I know. I loved, loved that song. As soon as he showed it to me, I, I really couldn't believe that, you know, how good it was. Not that he's not, talented enough but it was just it was just wow it just came out of nowhere and um <clears throat> yeah i don't think he minds putting it out there i mean he's talked about it to me uh, a few of the lines in there i had to actually ask him like did that 
really have to <laughs> like yeah uh, what you know kind of asking what this and that was about and he he's pretty open about it um yeah, I don't know how open he would be for for this, but um, without him being here, but yeah, yeah, for sure. But he's pretty open to us about it, and but yeah, that's yeah. that's probably one of my favorite favorite songs. Yeah, I mean, if you want to hear a song that'll kind of break your heart about you know a young kid losing his father, not mm-hmm. by accident, but basically on purpose, his dad leaving mm-hmm. him on purpose. I mean, that is that's pretty hard to hear, and and then that song is a great way to end the album, I think, because it's like there's so many it's kind of a bit of a roller coaster of an album. So you got the fast ones, you got the slow ones, and then it kind of leaves on this like really cathartic, like, you know, soul crushing song. And you're like, wow, that's a pretty <laughs> yeah. heavy way to end that album. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was tough for me. Cause I, I kind of, I covet that last, that last track spot. Uh, yeah. Past bands I've been in, I've really gone all out for that last song on the album. And I was planning on doing it for this album. But when I heard that, I was like, no, that's the last song. Yeah. It just it it wouldn't it wouldn't work as well anywhere else than it does yeah. there. I mean, you definitely don't want to start the album with something like that. People are like, no, "Holy shit!" No. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's also kind of a departure, you know, like the way it sounds. Yeah, is very very. It's probably the most different song that we've ever done. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a of, bit more complicated stylistically, mm-hmm. a little more intricate instrumentation yeah. in there as well. It leans more kind of weaker than's or Jets Brazil. Um, yeah than you know our normal old kind of green day ish song yeah cool so now on the flip side you guys actually do some fun stuff like you in the the video for when you talk you guys all dressed up like monsters of classic cinema essentially and uh Mm -hmm. jumped around and and kind of lip sync to your song or whatever but how'd that idea come about because it wasn't simply just disguise your horrible faces was it uh well partly (laughs) (laughs) um well, we've done three videos. That's our third videos that we did with the same guy. And yeah. they look great. He always does a great job. But the other two are just basically us standing there playing. And we just yeah. we knew we did not want to do that. It's just it was like not again. It's kind of boring to us, you know. Um, so let's do something fun and interesting. And um, I've said this before uh, and to a, a couple people, but I really like the idea of taking a serious song like when you talk is a very serious song to me um and and putting it to something sort of goofy um because i i got the idea because i'm a a huge super chunk fan and a bob mold fan and both of those bands they their videos are very like silly yeah um, for for the most part and it just works for me because their music is not silly it's very serious and sincere and just something about that mixture works for me. I love it. Um, and I, I feel like it really, we, like we achieved the, the outcome that I wanted. I really, I really love the way it mixes. Yeah. Um, we just, we just came up with that idea and kind of fleshed it out. And, you know, three monsters basically living together as adults, but our children in a way, <laughs> you just kind of going through their day, eating breakfast and, you know, yeah. having, little toy gun fights and stuff like yeah. that and, and, and practicing like they're, they're in a band. The, yeah, as I say, maybe that's where I kind of got the bowling for soup vibe. Cause I believe they're also from Texas and they kind of have that. They can write serious songs, but I feel like every time you ever see them, they're always being goofy about something or another. Yeah. Yeah, they are. <laughs> yeah. I think they're from um, Wichita falls, I think Texas, oh, okay. which is yeah. up north, up near Dallas. Not really even te- Texas anymore. If you're from Dallas. <laughs> yeah I'm a, I'm a i'm a huge hater of the dallas cowboys so i just call that oh, like okay. its own country <laughs> gotcha 
And I'll go to the rest of it. anywhere else in Texas, but I hate going through Dallas. <laughs> gotcha. We we just played there this weekend. Uh, That's right. You did, yeah. 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 Well, I'm sorry that you had to go there, but I, hopefully it was an awesome show today. I did see some <laughs> it highlights. Good it looked, looked good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was fun. So actually, uh, let's talk about the, the little mini tours that you got us to do because uh, we'll come back to some of the other stuff as well because since we're on topic, you guys kind of do a, a little bit of a weekend warrior schedule, obviously. You guys probably all have jobs, as most people in rock bands do these days, because let's face it, being in a guitar-based band isn't exactly the most lucrative thing anymore. Um, but what's the kind of thing that you're looking for as far as, you know, keeping this band going, kind of pros and cons of being in it right now versus, you know, being in it younger? Um, do you guys just kind of want to keep it kind of local? Do you guys want to – I know you guys are going to go play fest later this year, but are you guys trying to do, like, actual regional tours uh, national tours or anything like that? Or is it like just based on what you guys feel like you can achieve right now? Um, I can only speak for right now. I mean, right now we, we are happy with what we're doing. We um, we've been fortunate enough to make all these connections around the state. Um, Texas is massive, as you know, so yeah. we have quite a few cities to choose from and we've, we've infiltrated as many of the bigger cities that we can and <laughs> kind of, got some good friends in all those places and we have really good shows at, you know, most of them. So it's, yeah. it's fun for us to do that. Um, I actually really like playing more out of town than, than here in Austin, but yeah. um, it's, it's almost just, you know, it's more worth it for us to do stuff like we're doing right now and playing, you know, all around the state to where we know we'll have a, a crowd and people will yeah. be into it. Then, then so you're, you're not excited uh, to go to like Roanoke, Virginia and have like six people show up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would love to if people knew who we were and, yeah. you know, we're still small time. So um, I would love to do a tour and I, I'm not saying it's out of the cards. We've talked about it a few times. We actually were planning one for the our 2018 uh, wiretap release. We had one that we were actually booking and um, yeah. it fell through personal stuff. But um, I would love to do it one day. It's just, you know two of us have children, small children now. And, um, actually Dan, he's not playing with us on these shows cause he just had a, had a child. Uh, we have a fill in for him, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's fun. We're, and we split them up. So it's easy for us to, you know, we're not playing on Mondays and Tuesdays. We split them up. So we're doing Fridays and Saturdays Yeah, at these shows and kind of do like two a weekend. Yeah. So it, it were, it's actually just the perfect, it's the perfect thing for us to do because <laughs> we yeah. feel like we're accomplishing something, but we're not going too far. We come at, we live right in the center of the state. So yeah. we just drive all whichever, around. Whichever direction you yeah. go. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. Cause yeah, like I have, uh, he's an 18 month old kid now and I'll tell you, kids ruin every, all, all the fun. Like, the, like that song, <laughs> they're, they're the ones that will ruin all your fun. That's what it is. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, Man, I have a very, uh, I have a very supportive wife. So she's, she lets me go and do my thing and never yes. has any complaints. And so that's, I'm very, I'm very thankful of that from, from her. And she understands this is something that, you know, I've been doing for forever and it's important to me. So, yeah. Well, I, I don't ever say this to my wife, but if I ever said, you know, what, what do I love? Like, more like my wife or playing music and i'm like i've been playing music a lot longer than i've known my wife <laughs> <laughs> so you yeah. obviously play bass in the band uh now not a lot of uh rock bands in general have bass led frontmen 
that actually sing and write the songs unless you're somebody like Primus or Rush who have like, you know, these virtuoso behemoths in their band. Uh, but did you actually uh-huh. start out playing bass or did you kind of become a bassist by default after playing guitar first? Um, well, I mean, I learned, I learned guitar first. You know, I had my dad's guitar when I was just a kid and mm-hmm. kind of learned stuff on that. You know, I learned some Beatles songs from his Beatle book um, on guitar, but I just, I don't know. I, I, I'm not an amazing guitarist or anything. I, I write stuff on the guitar, but it's just really simplified. That's why I have people that are talented play with me. <laughs> um, and I, I, when I show them songs, it's usually on guitar, just, you know, stripped down. And, um, and then we take it from there. I'm like, I need to, I need something here. I need this here and this here and this here, and usually let them kind of run with it. Um, but I've just found the bass is easier for me to sing and sing with. And it's, it's, yeah, any band I've played in, I've played bass and sang. Nice. Um, it's yeah, it just feels comfortable to me, and I don't I don't even know if I could play guitar and and sing. I, I've honestly I've never really tried it like in a band. <laughs> that all these years I've never strapped on a guitar and tried to sing in a band. But that's so actually funny because that was going to be kind of my next <laughs> question: is like, how do you write the songs if you're not playing guitar to kind of start it? Because that's how most singer songwriters write is right. You play like. Yeah. A simple chord progression on guitar and then you start coming mm-hmm. up with the melody and the, and the lyrics. So how do you go about it? Um, I, yeah, I honestly, like I, when people ask, like, oh, what do you play? I'm like, well, I play bass, but it's, that's not my passion. I, my passion is songwriting. So yeah. um, I, I've always loved, loved, loved like the construction of a song and, and, and just digging into that. And so I'm, I'm all about the melody and just the hooks and just making a, a good song from start to finish. And I even feel like sometimes like the bass really suffers because of that, because it's kind of the last thing on the list that I think about. Um, yeah. I think about the melody first and even the guitars. I come to the guitar, whatever guitarist I'm playing with. And I say, uh, I kind of hear this here. And, and I usually let them, you know, sometimes I'll have some ideas like I'll kind of hum like what I hear and yeah, like I hear an octave here doing this. And, but a lot of times I found that it's, I get a better result if I just let them take it home and kind of mess with it and they'll yeah. come back and surprise me with something like, Oh, I really like that. Yeah. Dan's great at that. He, um, I'll come with him. I'll come to him and like a few days later, he'll send me a little demo back. What about this? And I'll be like, Oh, I love that. Um, so that that's kind of how it works, you know. And then Steve, our drummer, he, um, you know, he's usually kind of the last one to come into the the picture, and we we take yeah. our fleshed out idea and start working it out with him at practice. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, the drums it kind of follows the bass. If you've already kind of figured out some of the bass, it can kind of flow with that as well, because that's that's like the married positions in in a band. Usually, is the bass and the the rhythm section, right? yeah. the bass and the drums, right? Yeah, yeah. cool. So now, obviously, this album is, you know, people can go get this on your website or through Wiretap Records. Um, we, uh, we'll throw some links, obviously, in the show notes. But can you explain, like, how releasing the album has gone thus far and the reactions you're getting from fans and media? Like, are you getting surprised by kind of some of the, the notoriety that you're getting? Or is it like, yeah, that's about what I expected? Um, I'd say I'm getting a bit surprised. Yeah, I, um, there's been more there's been more talk and, and kind of, I guess, feedback 
to us about this one. Um, it's probably because it's a full length. Um, this is our first full length. So well, this yeah. is our fourth release, but I even said to the guys, you know, several times, I was like, I bet people are going to be more receptive because it's just more songs. Yeah. Um, so I, I think that's part of it, but I also think we kind of dug deeper on this one and it's, and it sounds better. I, you know, I, our other recordings were good too, but I think this one sounds the best. It's super slick and, um, yeah, I think I, yeah. To answer your question, I would say <laughs> we're getting more, more feedback and better feedback. Yeah. And it seems like the comments I'm getting are like more intense and yeah, just, you know, people connecting with it a bit more overall. Nice. I've been told a couple of times it's our best release by a couple of people. So I don't know if that's true, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> best one I've heard so far, but I, again, did, I wasn't listening to you guys when you released the first EP. So, you know, it's like different when you're following a band from start to now versus hearing it first yeah. and then going back and listening to that stuff. But yeah, like you said, it's got most variety. It's got, you know, more kind of intricacies and, and it's just, it's, it's more, you know, it's more fleshed out than an EP might be. An EP might be like, mm -hmm. here's four songs that fit together. Let's go record them. And let's put an EP out versus an album where you kind of have to figure out like you do track listings, specific things that you need to go in there and do, and then actually mm -hmm. make it happen. Right. Right. Yeah. Cool. So now you guys are obviously, I mentioned before that you guys are playing fest in Florida mm -hmm. for what is it? The 20, 20th fest, I think. Yeah. Fest yeah. 20. 20. Uh -huh. Yeah. So I might be, I'm going to say that this might be the raddest lineup of bands I've seen in a long, long time. Is it the first time you guys are playing fest? Yes. The first time. Yeah. We're, nice. we're so excited. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you kind of expect from going there? Obviously it's three day festival. It's got literally like, most punk bands that you know of, I mean, minus like the fat records kind of label, but like a bunch of, you know, East coast and Midwest punk bands, um, cursive is there like all these other like cool, like alt rock indie bands are there. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I'm, I'm trying to figure out a way to go from Vegas to there. Cause I'm like, <laughs> this is like the best concert I've, I've seen on paper for a long time. So we'll yeah. see if it happens, but, uh, it would be really cool to go. Yeah, you should go. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just sleep in the parking lot and be like, whatever. <laughs> so what do you guys, what are you kind of expecting from the, are you just saying, let's go out and play? Who gives a shit? Like what the, you know, we'll just rock our faces off or what's, what's kind of your attitude? Um, yeah. I mean, I, I, my drummer, Steve, he's, uh, he's been a few times, I believe. Um, he knows more of what to expect than I do. I've never been, uh, I'm not really a big, like, concert guy or festival guy i just i don't i've always had like a bit of kind of anxiety around stuff like that so uh, usually like logistics you know like yeah. how am i gonna park and how am i gonna get there and where am i gonna yeah. stay and all that stuff so it's i have a bit of kind of social anxiety i guess um so that's where my brain always goes especially for a big thing some because my old bands have played you know kind of festivals or really big shows before and it's just kind of like it's nerve-wracking but yeah i'm sure it'll be fine we're gonna have we're gonna have fun um i'm so i mean i'm so excited to do it and for the opportunity um yeah it's 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 you know kind of a i mean it sounds kind of stupid but like a dream come true for us to be able to play with bands like that and just yeah. seeing our name on the flyer is just like unbelievable yeah. You know, and I, I saw that you'd posted that you were mentioned on there twice. I was like, yeah, I think they copy and paste like one or two lines a couple times on there. I was like, yeah, yeah that's weird. there's, there's about four bands that it, in the, in the line with us that got yeah. repeated, but yeah, but 
It's funny enough, uh, taking days and auto robots, uh, actually, I think are your label mates on wiretap yeah. from San Diego, California area, met the guys from taking days. Actually funny enough, I have their sticker right here, which oh, is nice. Funny, but, yeah. yeah. That's going to be, that's going to be cool. Cause I like to see like good bands kind of finding a way to connect. And usually it comes from like a, you know, a festival or something like that, where all these bands from across the country get to kind of meet for the first time. Yeah. Yeah. We played uh, the, we played the wiretap showcase. Um, I think that was 2018. Yeah. Like um, their fourth he, he year a, party. I don't remember which one it was. It was third or fourth. I want to say mm-hmm. and we played that and we got to meet um, the odd robot guys. We're huge fans of that band. Yeah. Um, and then a few other bands we played with that night and that was fun, but um, <clears throat> yeah, I'm super excited to meet more people and more label mates. Um, I've been talking to the guy from uh talk show host a little bit on, okay. on Instagram and he seems really cool and looking forward to seeing them. I like that band. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> How did yeah, you guys uh, end up on wiretap in the beginning? I mean, obviously you said you released one, I think it was in 2018 with them. Um, but now yeah. we've released a full full length on their uh, record label. How did that kind of come about? Um, we released our first EP, Instructed to Fail, um, in 2016. And I was really, really working my ass off to get it out there, get the songs out there. And um, we got on a few comps. Um, and then uh, one day Rob from Wiretap just reached out to me and asked if he could put our song Drag Me Down on, I think it was Drag Me Down, um, on a compilation of his he does those four comps per year kind yeah. of thing on wiretap and i said sure and you know he's just like i really i really like it and so i kind of stayed in contact with him a bit and told him um, hey we're about to go to the blasting room that's before that happened um, mm-hmm. would you be interested in hearing what we're what we're doing and he said yes send it send it as soon as you can so um <clears throat> i think he wanted to kind of get it in the docket if he liked it yeah. Um, you know, he didn't come right out and say like, I'm doing it, but, <laughs> but, yeah. uh, once he heard it, he, he agreed and he, he liked it. And so that's how that came to be. And we put that album out, uh, yeah, I think it was, yeah, 2018. Um, uh, actually, yeah, it came out in 2018. We recorded it in 2017. Gotcha. Um, so that's how that kind of worked out. And then we did two more, well, we did like a digital single with him, um, a year or so later. And then now this, so that's kind of our third wiretap release gotcha yeah he seems to have a pretty good ear for music because every single band that's on that label i'm like jesus christ these are all great bands yeah no definitely <laughs> yeah so have yeah, i missed anything else are you guys doing anything in the next couple of months that you want to let people know about uh, i know you guys kind of have some more texas stuff i'm not sure if this will come out before you play all those shows uh, but anything else coming up in the next few months that you want people to know about uh nothing really comes to mind um we've been kind of talking about doing another video for uh, one of the songs from the album, you know, maybe something not as elaborate as the last video, but yeah, sort of still talking about that. And then, uh, yeah, just finishing up these shows and then we're kind of trying to dig into our old songs a bit. That's the plan. The next plan, dig into our old songs, learn some of the other, other songs we don't play much. And yeah, that kind of stuff takes up all our time, just practicing yeah. and getting prepared and, we want I to love have trying a, to relearn I, the old songs that you've like already forgotten. You're like, man, that was like six years ago. I don't remember how to play that song. <laughs> it's tough. Yeah, no, it's tough. I have to learn it like I'm a like a fan of the band or something. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know how I played this. 
Yeah, I was talking to one of the guys from Psychedelic Porn Crumbles. He's like, luckily, some guy on the internet like tabbed out all of our songs. (laughs) This is awesome. (laughs) Yeah, if only people were doing that with our songs. (laughs) That would help me immensely. Yeah. Cool. So we'll add some links to the show in the music. Uh, to the music in the show notes below this episode, but do you have anything else you'd like to say to any of the fans that might not be, have heard of you guys or anything before we go today? So that way they can come check you out and, and see what your music's all about. Um, yeah. I mean, I just, you know, I, like I said before, I just appreciate everyone's response to the album. I, I want as many people to hear it as possible. So um, check it out. If you have it, um, we're on Spotify and Apple music, of course. And, videos up on youtube it's called when you talk um so yeah i mean we're you know we're a smallish band but i think when people hear us they're usually pretty receptive i, I think we put out a, a quality product so yeah you're not putting <laughs> um, out like garage demos or anything like that right yeah yeah we try we try pretty hard on our stuff and want everything yeah. to look great and sound great and last question before we go today other than break lights what new music would you recommend people to check out hmm um, new music. So what I'm listening to right now is the new Dan Vapid and the Cheats. Nice record. So um, I'm a big Dan Vapid fan, Screeching Weasel yeah. fan, and Methadones yep. and all all the million bands he's been in. So I'm enjoying yeah. that one. So yeah, listen to that. <laughs> I still blame Ben Weasel for me being a bad singer because that's who I like <laughs> listening to. And I'm like, I, well, I, you only have to yeah. sing that good. Why would you try harder? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it gives you. It's not. It's not required in punk rock. Exactly. <laughs> Awesome. Well, I want to thank you so much, Charlie, for the time today. Break lights, guys. The album is wind down. Make sure you go to the show notes below this episode to check out the music. Uh, you can find the links to the videos and everything else that you want right below this uh, episode. Remember, the Powered by Rock podcast is powered by our listeners. If you want to show us some support, please, please be sure to subscribe and share the podcast on social media. You can also make a donation to the podcast to help us keep making some awesome episodes with awesome guests like Charlie. You can find that link in the notes as well. You can see the full video interview on our YouTube channel and on Spotify now as well as also. And if you want to check out some of our articles, album reviews, lists, and interviews, go to PoweredByRock.com to read our absolutely free rocking blog. You can also find merch and gear so you can pick up some items to play and look like a rock legend. That's our show for today. We'll see you soon for the next episode. Until then, rock on.